In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Long ago, far away, before I went to pastor school, I lived alone in the mountains for a couple of summers in Colorado. It was there that I met the only cowboy I've ever really known. Lloyd Gilroy worked the Harvey Ranch outside Steamboat Springs, and he was all cowboy. 63 years old, he was all hat and spurs and leather vest, bandana, Wrangler jeans, but Levi jacket, and a western shirt with snaps like the one my Aunt Irene sent me after she moved to Phoenix when I was in the third grade. Lloyd always said the biggest mistake of his life was the summer that he agreed to herd sheep for $300 a month and all the mutton he could eat. Why was that such a big mistake? Because, as Lloyd said, sheep are dirty and dumb and stinky and stubborn. In the morning, he would saddle his horse and he would move the sheep up the mountain to pasture and to water. At night, he'd ride around them in a circle to pack them in and get them to calm down. But at the first call from a coyote, or when the wind went through the aspens, or if there was a bolt of lightning, even if it was way up the draw, all the sheep would be up and they would scatter. So then he'd have to saddle his horse again and start over, ride around them in a circle, settle them down, pack them in. He told me that he didn't sleep that entire summer because sheep are dirty and dumb and stinky and stubborn. He'd say, they're really easy prey. They've got no claws, they're not very fast, and they have no sharp teeth. They are so stupid that if you run them into a blind alley, they will pile up on each other and suffocate. They are defenseless, they are silly, they are hopeless, they need constant care and supervision. And I suppose you've noticed that in verse 27 of the Gospel for today, Jesus has called all of us sheep. Now, the difference between Jesus and Lloyd is that Jesus loves the unlovable. Jesus actually liked sheep. Jesus had skills. Jesus could have been a cowboy, but Jesus chose to be a shepherd. And Jesus understands sheep. Cattle need to be driven, but sheep need to be led. You push cows, but you lead sheep. Because he loves them and he understands them, Jesus talks to them. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. And of course, Jesus listens when they talk back. Whatever you ask in my name... It's all yours. And it's actually true. A good shepherd can tell if a bleat means pain or pleasure. And a good sheep knows that one cluck means food and two clucks means let's go home. In fact, a good sheep even learns to know its name. I know it all sounds strange, and sometimes it even sounds unbelievable given the downside, given our issues, given that you have come again this morning, as of I, dirty, dumb, stinky, stubborn, and, as we said right out of the box, very sinful. 
I know it sounds unbelievable, but Jesus actually, like sheep, Jesus actually loves you. He loves you so much that he says he takes you in his hand and he actually wraps his hands around you. That's verse 27. And then the Heavenly Father wraps his hands around the Son, verses 28 and 29 and 30, which means then that you go through life with this double layer of protection. Both the Heavenly Father and the Son have you wrapped up. And that, you see, is why Jesus says, no one can snatch you out of my hands, because there is nothing stronger than the hands of God. So how does that feel? It must, for all of you, it must feel good. But you must also ask what it then means for you as you go home today. Despite confession and absolution, when you go home today, you will still have the same issues. You will still have your own particular brand of what is dirty and dumb and stinky and stubborn and sinful. And much of that will only be known to you. But if you know that about yourself, you must also know that you need a shepherd. We've had trouble in the neighborhood with coyotes, just as you have. A few mornings ago, uh, we let our dog out into the yard, and as soon as she was out, a coyote came around from one corner of the house. She, of course, chased the coyote because she's so brave. But then two more coyotes came around from the other side of the house, and suddenly she was surrounded. Our dog never does what we tell her, unless we say, come have a treat. So, of course, my wife was clever enough to say, come have a treat. Our dog left the three coyotes behind and came in the house. If she wouldn't have, of course, that would have been the end of her. It is very much the same for you and for me. You live in a world that is dirty and dumb and stinky and stubborn and very, very sinful. And if you jump and run and scatter every time a coyote howls or the wind blows through the aspens or there is a bolt of lightning, if you do that, if you run far, far away from the only one who can protect you, if you leave the one who understands you and listens to you, if you chase down blind alleys, if you do not listen when you are called, if you will not follow where you are being led, and if you insist on going it alone, if you insist even after you leave here today, having been forgiven, if you insist on chasing things that are dirty and dumb and stupid and stubborn and sinful, good luck, because sooner or later that will be the end of you. Every sheep needs a shepherd. So this is the truth. We are made for Jesus, and Jesus is made for us. He knows you, and he knows me. Dirty, dumb, stubborn, stinky, sinful. He knows what I've got, he knows what you've got, and he still loves you. That's the good news. He still loves you and understands you and speaks to you and listens to you and blesses you. And most of all, Jesus still wants to hold you close with that double layer of protection that comes from him and from his Father. He wants to hold you so close that he's actually given you a name in baptism, that he's forgiven all the things that you brought with you this morning, and in a moment, he's about to give you his own very body and blood. Staying home, staying near, staying close, it is the only real life, and it's never a mistake. 
in the holy name of Jesus. Amen.